everyone, Greg Meskel here. Welcome back to the latest episode of What's Good. And we have a great guest today, and that's a guy I've known a long time. Uh, one of my good friends, my basketball uh, analyst with the Manhattan College Jaspers, Chris Smooth-Williams. Chris, how are you? What's up, G? How's everything with you, partner? Good, good, man. Always, always good to talk to you. It's been, it's been far too long since our last basketball game. Um, and it's, it's always fun to talk with you. I know you have your hands involved in a lot of different things, whether it's, it's our analyst work, you're obviously a motivational speaker. I know you train athletes as well. How are you managing through this weird schedule where everything is upside down? Well, Greg, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Again, my platform as a speaker is Positive Energy is a Gift. And I really have tried to use this time period to get better at my craft. You know, you've noticed, uh, if you watch me on Instagram or Facebook, I've learned to cook a little bit. I've gone from a boiling hot water guy to a five-star chef with the help of my air fryer. I try to get out every day to walk or run about two to three miles per day. So I really just want to be on top of my game when things get back to, quote-unquote, some sort of normalcy. So when we get back out there, we would be ready to rock. For those that don't know, Chris, excellent college basketball player in the Manhattan College Hall of Fame, Philly native, which will proudly tell you. But before we get into what's going on today in the last couple of weeks, and we're talking here on June 9th, we've talked about this in the past, your, your positive outlook, right? And, and uh, positivity is a gift. I, I've asked about this before, but for our audience, where, where did this come from? Because I think for the average person, it might feel like it's work to try and be positive. It takes energy to be uh, feeling good. Not that you don't have your moments where you're feeling down or upset, but, but where did this energy to be positive come from? Well, yeah, like I say, it's a gift. And I'm very fortunate and blessed that I'm gifted in that particular area. And when you have a gift, I really feel you have to share it with other people. Oftentimes, people have a tough time finding the positive in what's going on. Unfortunately, our world kind of dictates a lot of negative energy. You turn on the news, Lee's story. Someone's being robbed, someone's being shot, someone's being killed. If there's any good news, it's usually at the latter part of the news. So it gives us the idea there's so much more negative than positive. But there's a lot of good things that are going on, but we have to make sure we bring them to the forefront, focus on the negative, I'm sorry, the positive, and not allow the negative to overrule it. And in my case, I just try to find there's always a silver lining in almost everything you do. If you can live in an area or put yourself in a position where you find that most things come out fairly well for you. You talk to a number of different groups. What are some of the messages, and you just touched on it. First, what are some of the types of groups you're talking to, and what are some of the messages that you're sharing with them that you feel like really resonate regardless of age, background, job? Well, again, I speak to a lot of colleges, uh, high schools, corporations. With corporations, which resonates really well with them is the importance of customer service, exceptional customer service. Obviously, at that corporate level, money is very important. But when you make people feel good about service, them coming to your particular business, your money will increase. At schools, creating a good atmosphere for learning. If you feel good about coming to school, you're gonna come and you're going to learn. So all these things just go around having good energy. When you bring good energy, I believe in the law of attraction. You bring in good energy, it resonates. When I smile, you smile, it's contagious. This sounds like such a collaborative approach and you have such a background in team sports and athletics. How much did, did your background in basketball and still being involved in sports kind of help set the stage for being somebody that wants to collaborate with others? Well, 
my first love actually is football. And in any sport I played, I was usually the focal point, meaning the quarterback. Uh, played baseball, I was a pitcher. Basketball, I was a point guard. So in those particular positions, you're a leader. When you take that lead role, even if you're not the best player, people feed off of your energy. And I found that out very early, being a good leader was possibly putting out good energy and resonating and getting people to raise their level of play just by the energy you put out. And as a point guard, when I played in Manhattan College, you mentioned earlier, fortunately became a Hall of Famer. But if you take a look at my stats, they probably don't tell you that I was a Hall of Famer. But I think because of being a winner and just my general attitude, able to help turn things around at the school, got me over the edge. So even someone like yourself that is positive, right? You talked about it being a gift. There has to be those moments where you're bummed out about something, you're upset about something. Is, is there a mantra you tell yourself? Is there somewhere you go to in your mind to kind of get yourself back to feeling that, that positive nature or, or trying to find the silver lining? Well, all the time, there are cases that come up for everyone where they go through a spot where you're struggling or things don't seem to be going well for you. Mentally, for me, I just try to challenge myself. And again, I talk about self-evaluation in addition to positive energy. Look within myself. What can you do better, Chris? What can you do better, Smooth, to change things around? And most of the time, if you focus on what you're doing on how you approach the situation, it can turn it around almost 360, really 180. You, you, you talked about the news. And for folks that are watching the news over the last couple of weeks, it probably feels hard to find something positive, right? There's, there's so many folks hurting out there. There's so many things going on. Uh, people losing their lives, people being uh, treated differently and poorly because of where they're from or the color of their skin or any number of things that, that have long been an issue in society but have really bubbled up over the last couple of weeks. Moments like that smooth, I think people say, well how, well, how on earth can I try and make something positive out of this? It has to feel very challenging. Definitely challenging during a time period like this. But when you take a look at it, like I said, you want to look at yourself personally. I feel that this is an ideal time for change. You know, COVID-19 has pretty much stopped everything. We've had a chance to focus on something very important as far as with, you know, the death of George. And we understand that we need change. And I love how young people have come out in numbers. Obviously, you and I are people who are getting a little bit older. There are people before us who haven't done exactly what we've needed to do to put things in place. But this younger crowd is coming. I love their energy, and I feel excited about change coming around. I figured you would, you would be able to look at this and see, and see the positive, and you're right. There are so many people that have made their voice heard that are pushing for positive change, and, and we can only hope that's kind of where, where things continue to go uh, as we move forward. I wanted to ask you about... Uh, a little bit about your athletic career as well and, and the idea, because you talked about it when you were playing earlier on, you were the focal point. And during this whole pandemic, so many people have had to come to grips with their identity as athletes because they were so tied to their sport and now they can't play their sport. And so what does it, what does it mean? If you think back to as you were playing, right, you were, you were the big guy at your high school, one of the big guys, and then you went to Manhattan, right, and you had to kind of become part of that team, and then you eventually move on from basketball, and you're still obviously in love with the game, but how did you manage keeping your identity and still keeping your love for the sport, not letting the fact that you weren't playing basketball at a super high level control everything? 
Well, I was fortunate to understand at an early age that there was a strong possibility I was not going to be a professional at the NBA level. When I finished high school, obviously going to Manhattan College and understanding I was no longer, quote unquote, the best player. But I did realize as a point guard, had a lot of control on how things turned out. And one of the steps that I needed to really focus on coming into college, I was a scoring guard, but I had to understand as I grew, by the time I was a junior, senior, realizing I had to become a much better facilitator because there are other guys on the team who can score better than me. And my leadership skills had to come to the forefront. And I recently said this on an IG with someone else. Coming out of college, I was actually asked to come to the Boston Celtics training camp. But I knew at that time my passion wasn't high enough. I knew I probably wasn't good enough to be a pro at the moment. So it wasn't worth it for me to waste the time of the Celtics or other guys who are really passionate about trying to go to that next level. I just felt at that time I had focused more on getting myself prepared to be in the real world as far as being a speaker, worker, being in the corporate world. So my thought process was focused on that. Interesting. I, I thought I'd known many of your stories, but I did not know that you turned down the Boston Celtics opportunity. But you're, that's, and that's amazing self-awareness. That's amazing self-awareness at that age, right, to know – I, I'm, not, I'm not in it the way these guys are in it. Well, if you want to be a professional, again, we've seen the last dance recently, how much it takes to be at that level, how much it takes to be a winner. You can't go in and half ASS it and think you're going to be successful. And at the time, my passion level wasn't high enough to be a professional. I was good enough to be good at the college level, mid-major level, get to the NCAA tournament, which was my goal coming into Manhattan College, which I figured I had accomplished that. But the next goal for me personally was to go into the business world. Which, which you've done, and as you've talked about, uh, motivational speaker, author, broadcaster, so many athletes. And I talked to a bunch of Olympic athletes too, uh, where they, they put so much time and effort into a sport, and in some cases one that gets much less uh, notoriety than basketball. And then after they have that Olympic moment, there's almost what they call like the Olympic hangover, where they put so much energy into this one event, and it ends, and it's almost like a vacuum. It just removes everything that they had going on, and they try and figure out what, what's the next thing, what's going to give them that feeling they got from competing. I'm curious for what you do. Is there a comparison when you, when you give a great talk, when you're able to really connect with a group? Is that, is that the same as, as, you know, the baseline jumper going down? How do they compare? It's similar, but I like that baseline jumper going down, G. You know that. But <laughs> I like the idea that I'm assisting and helping others. Service is big for me. I like the idea when I come into a classroom, come into an auditorium, or come into an assembly where – People are, and they are looking forward to getting something from me and they can leave happy. Because everybody's sometimes, like we talked about earlier, struggling with something. And if I'm talking about bringing good energy, being positive, I want you to walk out of here with a smile on your face or at least thinking about it. Talking with Chris Smooth-Williams, the motivational speaker, former college basketball player. Really, really good, good energy on all of this stuff. And that's, and that's been uh, Chris's name of the game here. Uh, when you're talking about whether it's broadcasting or it's it's motivational speaking or the talks he gives, bringing that that really really good energy. We talked a bit about some of the uh, social conversations that are going on and 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 with the news as of late, a lot of folks having some really difficult conversations. A lot of people really upset and and some people unsure how to kind of process everything. 
when you see a lot of this stuff and, and I'm sure it makes a lot of people that are, that are close to your heart upset and angry about things, but you're Mr. Positivity. Is it, is it hard to kind of be that guy in a moment when others are, are angry and upset, but your usual uh, way of life is the guy that is able to always find the positive outcome and the silver lining? No doubt about it. Initially, very hurt, Greg, hearing the news and seeing what was going on, but able to process, understand that that hurt turns into anger, using all of my emotions, sad, disappointed. But when that all subsides, realizing that there can be change. You mentioned a word that's so important earlier, hope. You want to have hope. That's all we can ask for. I talked about change, but you're hoping that there's change. When we lose hope, that's the problem. Because people who don't have hope don't care about themselves, they don't care about anyone else. But when you have hope, you have something to strive for, you're looking forward to something. So I believe we put ourselves in a position for hope. It takes some work. It'll take some work. You can't have any success without sacrifice. So we're gonna have to do some things. We're gonna have some, have some tough conversations. We're gonna have to be uncomfortable. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I've said this on a couple of IGs on different interviews I've been in. I really believe our community, meaning the black and brown community, African-Americans, have to find a system where we can police ourselves, where we're not focusing and putting all the pressure on the police or our law system to do things for us. If we do a better job of policing ourselves, where well, we don't have to have you come in and maybe things go wrong. And we have to have people step up. Guys like myself, I call myself an alpha who doesn't have a fear and saying, well, listen, Greg, I think this should be going this way rather than this way, not allowing someone to go a step further. Situations oftentimes can be at a seven or eight, but if someone steps in with some great understanding, can move it back down to a three or four and everything can be cool. But we have to learn to do that, but it starts handling your, yourself, policing yourself and understanding who you are. And it's interesting, when you talk to so many coaches, they use that idea of uh, getting uncomfortable or being comfortable getting uncomfortable. And it, it generally speaks more to the level of work you have to put in and the training and the hours and all that sort of stuff. But, but it also can apply to, to the way you carry yourself in everyday life as well. Great. When you love something, you have a passion for it, when things become uncomfortable, that's when you continue. We used the analogy a little bit earlier with the Boston Celtics. Just imagine me going to a camp, not being totally focused and passionate and ready to do it, and I have some NBA coaches, NBA players now, these aren't college players any longer, working hard, getting after it, and I can't do it. I'm going to give up. I'm not gonna give you 100% because I'm not all the way there. But when you're passionate, you love something, and you want to be a part of it, when things become a little uncomfortable, that's where you go the extra mile. And we see it in almost everything we watch and we do. In your job, in my job, as announcers, when we get after it, after we've done every game, don't we ask each other, Greg, what did we do well? What didn't we do well? And we had to go over it early. You can tell me if I didn't do well. Smooth, you can tell me. Let's be honest. Those yeah. can be moments but if we want to be good at what we like you have to create that atmosphere and be honest and it's passion and sincerity and we both feel that so it's easy to do 
Well, we're just we're just scratching the surface here with with uh, some of the great things that Chris Smooth Williams has to has to share. I encourage you to give him a follow on on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check out all the great things he's sharing. Smooth. The way that we we end all these interviews is with three questions, and it's and it's these following three questions. What's something you've done for yourself recently? What's something you've done for someone else recently? And what's something that really made you laugh out loud? And I'll start with what's something you've done for you lately. Well, as I stated earlier. I love the idea of being able to get out to walk and run every day, which I had not done previously. I feel like I'm in solid shape. I thought I was in good shape already, G, but probably a little better shape and feeling good. And during this time period, you want to make sure your immune system is strong. And that's part of taking care of yourself. So I think that's something I've done for myself. And I always keep fun beads ready when I do interviews like this. So that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you've done for someone else? You know what, for someone else, I believe, as far as a number of interviews I've done, some Instagrams, just sharing my feelings on what's going on and trying to share some good energy to some people who possibly might be, you know, in a lower place. And, and, then, and then lastly, and, and, you know, maybe this past week hasn't been one to laugh all that much, but what's, what's something in the last couple of weeks maybe that really made you laugh out loud? Well, something that made me laugh out loud was getting a call from you, and we were having a Session. We're talking about our broadcast, and during our broadcast, you usually like to have a latte. I don't know how you do it, <laughs> drink latte during a close ball game, but that makes me laugh how a guy like you is so professional, can handle a latte and handle a broadcast at the same time. That makes me laugh. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, the running joke is that I've never actually had one, but I like that Smooth keeps it rolling. Uh, hey, always good to talk with you. Really, really appreciate you uh, spending some time. Real quick, if folks wanna wanna get at you and learn some more about what you're doing, what's the best way to connect? No question. If you're on Facebook, Chris B. Williams, B with a period, on Instagram and Twitter, hear Chris speak. And one last thing I wanted to share with you, G. I brought this here. I don't smoke, but the last time you and I hung out at a Super Bowl party, they were giving these out. And they look good. When we're on video, again, like I said, I don't smoke, but I watch Jordan and all these guys with cigars, and it looks good. So I just wanted to bring it to your attention. I appreciate you bringing this cigar to my lifestyle. That's fantastic. <laughs> and that, and that looks like a man that just won a championship like Michael Air Jordan. Uh, smooth, thanks for the time, and we will talk to you soon. No doubt. Appreciate it, buddy.